I'm at 500, but other people are making moves. Some big movers this week. High decibels. The champion plus six in the power rankings. He jumped all the way up to the sixth spot overall. Eight and eight. But after a high 137 and slaughtering both smoking blunts and danger crazy DC, he is back in it. It's shaping up to be a race. Other people, Saxon the City plus five spots in the power rankings. She's moved up all the way to 12th. Eight and eight, just like high decibels. But she just demolished Shreddy four fingers and she took down the top dog, Booyah, with the score of 129. God damn. Sax moving on up. But let's talk about people moving in the opposite direction. Proper football down five spots in the power rankings to 15th overall. He's 11 and five. Plus 47% luck rate, okay? Tua and A.J. Brown account for like 95% of his production. Let's be real. Now, let's talk about the person that dropped the most over last week. That's Blitz. That's minus six spots in the power rankings. He's all the way down to 11th overall. 10 and 6 plus 27% luck rate after getting mollywhopped by Munchen and 10-foot little people. Wait, what? 10-foot little people? I don't know. Blitz and Proper continue to be exposed by my investigative journalism. But my investigative journalism also just, just spotted a name change. Do we have a name? Hold on. Oh, got to get my... Uh... We got a name change. Name change. Watch out. 10 foot. 10 foot little people. I actually saw the new the new acronym, right? It said, it said TFLP. I was like, what is this? I thought I know of another LP. He's a rapper. But TFLP, 10-foot little people. I still think it's a little, I don't know. But now I think for sure Hanging with Hernandez has the most offensive name in the league. Easy, right? Well done, 10-foot, thinking about the little guy, literally. Very nice. So outside of my investigative journalism about blitzed and proper being frauds even though i was wrong for one week i'm back to being right again on that but i'm not gonna just dwell on that this week no 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 i want to go over just a couple of things first things first we want to check if you guys are sure about that and i want to know for sure if you are sure about that and i don't know if if you guys are actually you sure about that i don't know i don't think you are and we're going to get into that in just a minute but before we talk about the actual season i wanted to talk about something that i forgot about a little bit a little, a little a dash of forgot and a little sprinkle of I remembered, if that makes any sense. So I announced something a couple of weeks ago. We said we were going to have the 2023 LOL Holiday Gala and Secret Santa, and I thought it was fucking cool. Listen, I'm including myself and Bapes. I've got eight people, eight people. That's it. That's not a that's not a secret Santa. That's not enough for a secret Santa. Come on. Come on. Come on. Sign up. Send me an email. Join the Secret Santa. It's going to be so easy. I'm going to extend the 
RSVP accepting time through this weekend. Okay, so you're going to get this episode. The first thing I'm talking about right now, the holiday gala and Secret Santa. Shoot me a message if you haven't already. Join it, all right? It's very easy. We're going to do the Secret Santa. It's it's just like your, any other traditional Secret Santa, but we're going to match you up with someone that should be fun. We're going to help you out if you don't really know anything about that person. It's going to be easy. And then we'll actually open our gifts together at the Holiday Gala, which will be an online party, right? All right, so this, the, the match notifications will go out at some point next week after we do this. The Holiday Gala is December 18th, so we still have plenty of time for everyone to go out and get a gift. Now, the gifts can be about $35. All right. I mean, I feel like $35 is enough to get like a shirt or a hat. So any sort of traditional gift is probably on the table. And that's kind of the sweet spot, I think. And I don't want to burden anyone. But I say about because, you know, if this is a money thing and you just want to spend $20, that's fine. You know, I don't know. I don't really care that much. It's the luck of the draw anyways. No video iPods. Only you older ones probably get that. I feel like people that are younger don't watch The Office anymore. It's a damn shame. They should put it in schools. I think they should put it in schools. Probably not. No. Actually, no. Horrible idea. Anyways, all right. Moving on. We have got a big update for you, and we're talking about the cup briefly. The Next Level Cup is full of amazing teams. I'm looking at it right now, and it's just like... It is a big crop of teams. And guess who just got dropped out of this next level cup? Yours truly. Thanks so much to whoever I was playing against a proper football. God damn it. Lost to proper football. Actually, I got crushed by proper football. So let's get into that just a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to run through the Sweet 16 and then give you who I think is going to win each of the Elite Eight matchups okay there's four matchups they're on the scoreboard right now if you go to the league of levels website you'll see it right there this is the start of a three leg round just like all the others so this is going to be interesting now wrapping up what just happened the first matchup tally versus big tds tally took that home by a whole lot of points it looks like it's about over 60 65 i don't know i didn't do the math i'm not doing the math in my head right now but 324 to 266, that's a big one. So he he walked away with this probably a week and a half ago. Congratulations to Tally. He's got a very strong team right now. The other matchup in that bracket was Proper versus myself. And like I said, Proper just beat me by about 42 points, which was not fun. He had won over a week ago, just like Tally did. So this, this was a predetermined matchup, basically. And we've got Tally versus Proper. And right now, like I said in the intro, I am sticking to it. Even though proper beat me, he's still a fraud. He is not 11 and 5. I mean, he's 11 and 5 or whatever he actually says his record is right now. But I, that's that's not my record. So obviously he's going to beat me up. My team sucks right now. So that, that's t- that's telling no one anything. Okay, so if we're comparing the scores, proper scored 280 over the last three weeks. Tally scored 324 right there. Tally would have beat proper by 45 points. So... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Tally could do that again over the next three weeks. So I'm taking Tally in this one. Next bracket, we had Smoking Blunts versus Big Ballers. All right. This was a cross level, um, just like Proper and Buddy was a cross level. Um, Smoking Blunts and Big Ballers went to the side of the same level. So Smoking Blunts is moving on 279 to 231. That's a pretty good chunk, pretty good spread. You're going to notice most of these matchups through the Sweet 16 were kind of lopsided. 
and I'm on the, the bad end of the lopsided there. It was not that fun. Uh, not that fun. FYI to the NBA, who starts their cup today when this episode drops on Friday, the NBA cup. They copied the LOL, by the way. Whichever one of you fuckers leaked this to, to them, I'm, uh, I'm upset. So they're doing their cup, and I'm kidding. I'm actually excited. I love tournaments. I love brackets. It's like my favorite art form. There should be a museum of brackets. Holy shit, that's a great idea. I'm going to write that down. So, smoking Blunt's moving on. Big Baller's going home. In that bracket, also, High Decibels versus Coheeds. High Decibels crushed Coheeds. And this sucks because both of these were same level destroying the farm. And, and, and Coheeds and Big Ballers, I love you guys. You didn't, you didn't really put up very much. Now, I'm saying that as someone who didn't put up very much at all either. But come on, man. That's... They're the same level, three for three so far on our recap so far. It's just uh, not looking good for us. So next round in the Elite Eight, <clears throat> smoking Blunts versus High Decibels. I mean, also, like I said in the intro, High Decibels is rounding into gear. He really is. I mean, he had a huge point total last week. What was it? Uh, 137. 137. So he's only 8-8, eight and eight, but he jumped in the power rankings. The power rankings don't lie. That algorithm doesn't lie. So it's saying he crushed a lot of people last week, and I would say that he's probably going to continue doing that. Smoke and Blunts is very low in the power rankings, sort of because of poor luck, you know, and, and people can point to whatever, but I'm just going to say, you know, stick with the hot hand, stick with the person that's winning. I'm taking high decibels. Next bracket, we have Booyah, just crushed Danger Crazy. And Danger Crazy scored 294. So Danger Crazy would have beaten any team that I've talked about so far. Danger Crazy would have beat them. And he would have beaten almost any other team that I'm going to talk about for the rest of this update. Cup date. Danger Crazy got fucked here. I mean, I Booyah is on a tear. But just anyone getting matched up with Booyah, it's just going to be unfair. So Booyah, 340. One, 341. He has the highest score in the cup for the Sweet 16 round. That's hard to top, man. 341 is just, God damn it, man. You are just consistently dominating. All right, so Booyah's moving on. Danger Crazy going home. The In that bracket, we also have Hanging with Hernandez, the now most offensive name in the league. Congratulations to, to that. I mean... <laughs> Everybody needs to celebrate something, right? All right, so she's moving on. Hanging with Hernandez took out old Gone Deep. So I guess you could also say Hanging with Hernandez is a 14-er. Because Gone Deep could not scale that challenge. And it and when he tried, it destroyed his legs and sent him home. So Hanging with Hernandez moves on with 265. So, I mean, that's that's a stinger for someone like Coheeds that scored 272 and, and didn't move on. Um, you know, that sucks. Big TDs, 266, didn't move on, but here she is, 265, moving on. She beat Gone Deep, 225. I don't know, man, 225 is not a lot. I think uh, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not a huge Swifty, but if I were looking at that team on on the uh, exam board through an x-ray, I'm saying that's cancer. That is, 225 is low. You got to pump those numbers up, guy. All right, so that sets up. The matchup of Booyah versus Hanging with Hernandez. And you guys know what I think. You guys know what I think. Booyah is going to take this home. He's going to march all the way 
to the championship round, and he's going to be claiming he'll be the one of the first teams to claim a spot in Omega that doesn't already exist there. Ten foot already cashed his ticket for next year. Must be nice. Booyah is going to take one of our spots, I guarantee. The final bracket in the cup. Blitzed versus 10-foot little person. Blitzed crushed 10-foot little person. I don't know why Blitzed would beat up on little people, but he did. That's going to be fun to say. 319, not bad Blitz, to 253 10-foot little person. That is, uh, you know... A lot of us kind of scored right in that range, that 250 to 270 range, and it ain't going to get it done unless you're hanging with Hernandez. But Blitz is moving on. He is crushing it right now. He's feeling himself, but you know what? The numbers don't lie. He didn't have a good week this week, last week. He did the week before. He's hot and cold, but the luck rate doesn't lie. It's like plus 27%. So I think he'll, he'll, he'll regress to the mean. So where is he going? Next matchup in this bracket, the closest one in the Sweet 16, the final matchup, Fornicators, 253 to Munchin' on Bunchin's 246. So in three weeks, that's pretty damn razor thin considering, but Fornicators skating through with 253. This is lucky fucking week, isn't it? Fornicators, 253, moving on to face off against Blitzed. As much as I'm going to say that Blitzed is a fraud, I'm going to say that he will beat Fornicators. I'm sorry. As you will find out shortly, I've done some research on Fornicators, and he's not that good at fantasy. He's not. I'm sorry, Caters. I'm sorry. I love you. You're good at the sports book. You're not that great at fantasy. Let's be real. All right? So I think Blitz moves on from that. So that's our cup date. That's our Sweet 16 roundup, our Elite 8 preview. So in-depth. So in-depth. You guys would never get this anywhere else. You're welcome. So what are we talking about this week? We're talking about, are you sure about that? All right, because let's be honest. We all just fucking love the show. We just want to come out here and say shit like, Let's slop them up! <laughs> Who doesn't like to slop them up? Right? But I was thinking about this, and we love to say, you sure about that all the time, but I think it's a good time to, to question yourself. Are you sure about that? And that goes for the people that are at the top of the standings, whether you are booyah, terrible tally, or whether you're all the way at the bottom like shreddy forefingers, or if you're laid up in a hospital bed like gone sleep, you got to really think, you know, if you're up at the top, are you really ready to like start staking your playoff claim and talking shit about what you're going to do in the playoffs? I don't know, man. I don't know. You got to just think about that because you sure about that? I don't know. There's six weeks left. Six weeks, including this week, there are six weeks. That means there are 12 matchups in your future. You could lose a lot of those matchups. No one is by any means anywhere close, except for maybe Booyah, but I don't know. No one is anywhere close to actually locking up a playoff qualification yet. You're going to need probably 14, maybe 15 wins and if you don't have at least that many, at least, then you're going to need a lot of level wins and a lot of points. So most people aren't there yet. They're not. They, they're sitting like proper football, 11 wins. Will he get to 15? I mean, 
Probably. But that would require him to almost split the rest of the way. He needs to, to rack up like, you know, five more wins to get in. Four more wins, maybe. I don't know. You got to ask yourself if you're sure about that. If you're all the way at the bottom, shreddy four fingers, you really think you're just planning for next year? You sure about that? I don't know. And what, you got to think like, what are you blaming it on? Are you blaming it on your draft? Are you blaming it on your waiver wire moves? Are you blaming it on the schedule? Are you just blaming it on luck? You also have to just ask yourself that too. You sure about that? You sure about that? That's why? It could be any reason. That might not be why. It could be something else, and you might figure that out soon. You might flip a switch. Look at, look at high decibels. We thought the champ was dead. But that's when the elbow dropped from off of the ropes. Now he's back. Now it's a fucking undertaker sitting up in a casket. Because he didn't just give up. You got to ask, you know, are you sure about that? I don't know. You got to really ask if you're sure about that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the bottom teams. And I want to point out some of their fallacies. But I want them to also question whether or not they should quit. Because there are six weeks left. There are 12 matchups left. Are you sure about that? These bottom teams, they're going unnoticed because of how bad they are. First up, AOL for life. Staggering 6-10. and 10. Their star player? The Buffalo defense. But hold up. Starting players from both the Cowboys and the Commanders? Gross. What a stinky strategy. Back away, banana breath. What the hell did your roster eat? A banana? Nuke them. What in the fantasy hell is happening? 5-11 record and not a single running back or wide receiver in the top 30. He obviously didn't finish shaking his draft. But he keeps telling us that those players ain't piss. He keeps saying those players, they ain't got nothing to do with piss. And gone sleep. The aforementioned gone sleep is stuck in a fantasy coma at 5 and 11. Stefan Diggs is out here doing his best, but someone parked their car over his hiking trail, so he crawled under it, and now he's got his ponytail stuck, and he's completely fucked. I'm not sure he knows what any of this shit is, and he's probably fucking scared. And Shreddy Fourfingers, we've been talking about him. Oh boy, also 5 and 11, and it's not looking pretty. He took Garrett Wilson in the first round, and now he doesn't even want to be around anymore. Alexander Madison in the second. Apparently, he let everyone else eat all the fully loaded nachos, and he got mostly just like chips, like mostly just chips, like nothing on them, but like a little bit of cheese and maybe one little nugget of meat. And smoking bloods, limping along at four and 12. And the injury gods have not been kind. Justin Jefferson, Defon Achain, Achain? I don't know. Both of them died. If Smoke and Bloods had a hat and a cigar, he'd be the driving crooner, baby, because he can't figure out a way to make money off of this roster. And lastly, in last place, holding court, dragging their feet at 4-12. and 12. A.J. Brown might be a fantasy king, but even he can't lift this team out of the dumpster. Aaron Jones in the second round, and now he's the 45th best running back? He embarrassed you, holding court. You drafted him to your roster, and he insulted your intelligence. He made fun of how you coach, and you did nothing. That fat piece of shit made you look like a fool holding court. Look, we'll stay in the farm, and we'll raise these animals until they're out of the barn, but I will not respect you, and I'll make sure the chickens don't either.
We have a great show for you today. Fornicators is here. Don't forget to leave a voicemail. 407-900-5305. That's 407-900-5305. We'll be right back after this with more LOL Show. What do you mean the limo driver had an area you couldn't go in? Oh, yeah. Well, he, he had a piece of plywood painted black like it was the uh, wall of the limo, like it was the end of the limo. But I could hear people in there, and there was a part of it that was over the ice tray. And sometimes we'd see a hand come underneath the plywood and grab the ice tray to pull it to their side. And the hand had a Super Bowl ring on it. And every few minutes, the wall would push up like they were trying to get more space. And when I asked the driver what was going on, he said, shut up. Well, why didn't you say anything? I did, but he said, shut up. You really can't do anything when someone says, shut up. And we're back. It's Chatting with the Masters, another episode, another segment, another guest, and we have none other than my rival. Somehow he's my rival. We're going to get into that a little bit. Fornicators, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, what's up, everybody? Yes, we finally got Fornicators on the show. He has left some of the most intense and aggressive voicemails so far on the show, and I appreciate every single one of those. I mean, do you uh, start oh yeah. starting? Do you put a lot of thought into that? You put a lot of effort into those voicemails and some time writing things I, down. I do. I try to make it. You know, like I got to compete with all of you guys because <laughs> you guys got Taylor Swift popping up here and. I mean, we got people coming back from the dead when when they call, so I gotta somehow compete with you guys. Exactly. And so the competition is 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 deep in your veins. I can I can definitely sense that. You've been here since 2017, so you've been doing this for a minute. This is actually your seventh season in the farm. Were you aware of that? You've been here for over six years now. Damn, time flies, man. It Honestly, does. like I, I really I didn't know it was seven years, but it's it's I love this league, man. It, it's fun. It's totally overtaken the other league I was in before, so. Yeah, well, but before we get into that, I'm going to do it a little differently this week. And I just, I, it Halloween was last night, and that's where I'm recording a little late this week uh, with the interview. And because of Halloween, what did you do last night for Halloween? Um, my mom, my kids are already grown, so they're not into the trick-or-treating oh, anymore. So we just kind of sat outside. Yeah, just kind of sat outside, set up a little table, some pumpkins. And I mean, we still do the little things, right? Like, a little, the little jack-o'-lanterns right, right. and stuff like that. But the, the trick-or-treating, unfortunately, is out the door. Right? So are you, the type, are you the type of guy that will have, like, the cooler outside and hook up all the dads with the beer or whatever when they come by? I have the cooler outside. Yeah. I don't hook up the dads with the beer, though, because oh. here in Miami, you do that, and then it's, it, everybody gets wasted <laughs> down here. So we try not to do that in this neighborhood. Um <laughs> But yeah, we do have like, you know, have the smoke machines going out there. Right, right. I kind of do like a whole little haunted house effect so that when the kids come by, they have fun. Got the scary music going on and everything. So, yeah, that's that's the type of guy I am there. That's awesome. I, you know, I, I love Florida Halloweens because it's still nice and hot outside and everybody else. Like I saw the pictures from uh, from Saks and Blitz over the weekend. They got all the crazy snow out there in Colorado and like I, I loved walking around last night in shorts and a t-shirt with a beard in my hand, and the kids are just you know they they were sweating crazy because they're wearing masks and shit like idiots. <laughs> but, 
That's awesome. Now, so anyways, yeah. like I said, Florida, you're in Florida, right? You live in in the Miami area. Dale, Miami, 305, where That's the cafecito flows like waterfalls. <laughs> like, so what are, what are your thoughts on Pitbull being like the resident, you know, spokesperson of Miami? Uh, I mean, whatever. That's just uh, the guy that says Dale. I mean, it's, it's not really no big deal. Uh, we don't really, we're more into, uh, you know, Luke down here in Miami. What's that? Uncle Al. Luke? You know, Luke yeah, 808 base. No, I don't. You no know, base. You'll have to. You'll have to educate me on that. I'm not familiar. Oh with man, I I might have to leave a voicemail with that backdrop then. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Luke, man. Luke is uh he's the man down here, bro. That's that that's the base. Uh, you know, Miami base. That's the only thing that works here. The the three oh five, Mister Pitbull three oh five. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's just that's old news already. Yeah, I I've been to Miami a couple times. The one takeaway I've I've had from Miami was just like fl flipping through. I have noticed like if you go to city to city, most of the radio stations throughout the country are like exactly the same, and you and you get a, some of those in Miami. But there were more Spanish radio stations than I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Like there's so much Spanish music. So like that was a that was an eye-opening thing. It's very cool. So I'll have to definitely check out the yeah, 808 Yeah, and Miami's all about the salsa, you know, the salsa, the merengue. We go out there and we go to clubs, and, and that's where you get the reggaeton coming in. You know, like, we made all that happen down here in Miami. I'm, for, I'm here for it. Good music to listen to. I'm here for it. I'm up here saying, oh, they got me saying Vamos Orlando because I'm a soccer fan now. So I feel like, you know. Vamos uh, Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in Miami, you are obviously a fantasy football, uh, you know, fiend and and, and a gambling yeah. fiend, just like the rest of us. But tell tell me about what you actually do, like for the rest of the time during the week, where you're not actually on the sports book. Uh, well, the name says it all, right? Fornicator. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really what I'm into down okay. here in Miami. Nah, I got my I got my family and. You know, I have four kids. Right. So uh, I have two, two of my, two of them are my wives. Two of them are mine. They're all within the same age group. They run from age 13 to 16. So 13, 14, 15, 16. I got them in order. Um, wow. We got two boys in high school and and two girls that are just about to get into high school right now. So I would say that you know the smaller age of kids, like yeah. that's already gone now and. It's more of a trying to keep them in line and making sure that, you know, they don't, they get out of that rebellious stage on oh, the good yeah. side. Dude, I'm just you I'm know, so just getting into it. I've got I've got a nine and a 14 and they are killing me. They are fucking killing oh. me. And I can I can yeah. see it already as they're getting into like my my older son is about to go into high school next year. And it's just like I can remember when I went into high school and what was going through my head. And it's just, yeah, it's not good. None of it's good. Yeah. I don't like it. Nah, man, <laughs> it's not, it's not, but like I have, a, um, I'm an athletic guy. So I love to like exercise and, 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 you know, play sports and stuff. And unfortunately my son didn't take that side of me, but my daughter did. <laughs> okay. So I have her in, you know, volleyball camp and we go to her volleyball games and everything. So, so that's kind of a fun thing to do with, you know, with the kids, when you're your dad, you see your daughter out there competing and everything. It's great. So what? So uh, so you're living the Florida life. You're living the Florida life in Miami in particular. So how has it been over the past? I don't know, five months or so with uh, messy mania down there. 
I mean, I know you're not going to like it when I tell you this, but I'm not big into soccer, bro. Like, it's just not a a sport that I I can't sit there and watch the ball being kicked around for 90 minutes, not getting a score, people hitting their heads with the ball. Like, it just... That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't... doesn't, I mean, give me the World Cup and I'm all on top of the World Cup because it's just, you know, it's a bigger stage. I was, you know, I'm shocked to see that. I'm... I'm shocked to hear that because you've got it's so popular down there, not just because of Messi, but even before that, it seems like soccer was such uh, a big thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different countries that are here in, in Miami, you know, Argentina, Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a huge melting pot, man. So, yeah, they're coming from countries where that's that was their life, you know. So when they have the soccer down here in Miami, it gets crazy. Don't get me wrong. Like there's there's some games that. Hard Rock Stadium that play and it's Colombia versus you know Ecuador and and some people get rowdy it gets yeah. pretty crazy but I just I, I don't know I can't I, I don't see it the same as I do football okay. or take me to a baseball game and I'll be crazy at a baseball game you know what I mean even though a lot of people think that baseball is a little boring but nah man like like you enjoy if you enjoy the great American pastime like <laughs> you'll have a good time right there you know but soccer to me just eh, World Cup I'm into it. Fair regular enough. MLS, yeah, can't yeah. do it. But hey, Messi's the man, right? I, I think he just won a an award for the best soccer player yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, eight time in a row or something like it's that. It's nuts. I, I, I mean, mean I, I don't know enough about it to to say whether or not he deserved that award. But it does. It sucks because if if he wasn't on the team in Miami, I would recommend that you go check out a game because it's like inexpensive fun. But now that he is on the team, it's like impossible oh, to like go like 300 bucks 400 bucks to go see a game over there it's ridiculous yeah so okay so you're kind of surprising me with the i'm not a soccer fan thing i kind of thought that you would at least be you know uh, uh around the edges around the fringe you're kind of interested but no you're not interested so let's let's dig into the things that also confuse me about you and that is that you live in florida <laughs> you are a, a Miami it seems like through and through at 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 the heart of you is a Miami person, and then ever since we've busy, known you, why why in the world do you have this love and affection for the San Francisco 49ers? I knew that was gonna come up, man. But hey, listen, I, I'll tell you like this: a lot of people call me a front runner because you know I'm a Niner fan and they've won five championships, and eh, people can say whatever they want. In a way. Uh-huh. I would say when I was six years old, um, I, I didn't grow up, you know, with a silver spoon. Okay. So I saw whatever was on television at that time. I loved sports. I loved football. And of course, all you saw at that time was Cowboys Niners. Yes. Right. Back in the 80s. Cowboys Niners, Niners going to the Super Bowl. So I grew up just every time I turn on Fox or I'll turn on, you know, CBS, it was the Niners on television, the Niners on television. So I just grew up. Following Montana and Roger Craig and all these stars playing in the Niners. And I just, I fell in love with the team. And ever since then, I never stopped. And I've gone through ups and downs and some of the most terrible years in the world. And, you know, still there. So that's how I turned into a Niner fan. And listen, don't get me wrong. I, I follow the Dolphins. I, I live in Miami. Uh, I know everything that they're doing. I mean, it's hard not to find yeah. out what they're doing. But I just I can't put all my emphasis and all my like faith into 
them. I have to put it into my Niners because that's that's what I saw growing up. I'm with you. You know, I was a lifelong <laughs> Dolphins fan, also lifelong Rams fan at one point in my life. But also, I I'm with you with the Niners okay, and the Rams. fact that they played the Dallas Cowboys so often it seems. But I think it was like that. Our version, you know, people that are around our age group and we grew up in the in the late 80s, early 90s time frame. When you think about like the television landscape back then, it was a lot more constricted and contracted. There was only a few things on. We didn't right. have Red Zone. We didn't have Sunday Ticket. It was just whatever the national oh. game was. And it was almost always the Cowboys, which it was almost always the 49ers, these big, big, you know, fan bases, they're going to get the national play. So I remember as a kid also seeing those games on Thanksgiving and whatnot. And 49ers were always, even yeah, before I absolutely. was a football fan, they were, they were, that's awesome. So I kind of thought there was going to be some sort of family connection, but it was literally just like the, the boob tube and the fact that this was on, you know, when you were an impressionable child, that's what you've natched. So was anyone else in your family a 49ers fan or is it just you? No, just me. Everybody thinks I'm a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> so my this... brother is a Dolphin fan, and he's like, "Why? I don't understand how you root for these people." And so what my about... brother's not really big on when it comes to football. He just, you know, he likes to be in the mix of things. So uh, who does Miami? Right? Why not? Yeah. yeah, but what about yeah. your kids and your wife? Like, what are they into? <laughs> uh, my wife. My wife. Miami did right? not like football. I have a good story for you. She right. hated. Well, I don't want to say hated. She didn't like football at all. She didn't even know what football was, was until she met me. Uh -huh. And she found out I liked the Niners. We saw a game one day and it was Niners versus Seahawks. And she fell in love with the Seahawks. <laughs> and I cannot stand my wife for doing that because every time Sunday rolls around, she's wearing in this house Seahawks. Like clothes. Like she got Seahawks shirt. She got the jersey. She got the Geno Smith shirt. And it's all because she loved the colors and she saw that I had a total hatred <laughs> towards Seattle. That was during the Legion of Boom and they were just playing lights out. Yeah. And that was with Sherman and in the NFC Championship when Sherman tipped up that pass and it mm -hmm. was intercepted. Mm -hmm. Like she was going nuts in front of Damn. me. And I mean, we were that close to just not getting married yeah wow but, you know that is pretty rough you know, opposite to track yeah yeah opposite to track and you know that's uh, we're still here you know so, <laughs> but yeah every day she's she loves seattle and you know she was actually in our league right that was uh would you rather no way well what the fuck how yeah. do i not know that that's would, That's you, would rather. you rather, man? And that was yeah, her name was, was because, and okay, so she was also another uh, football fantasy team name based off of an actual football player's name. That was Robert Woods, right? Robert Woods. Robert yeah, Woods. yeah. And she named it after that. And she she didn't know what to name her team. She had Robert Woods in the in the in her team, and she just you know, uh, you know, would you rather? And I'm like, all right, that sounds good. Go for it. So. <laughs> Okay, so you're in Miami. You are somehow a San Francisco 49ers fan, which is odd. And 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 what do you what do you do what do you do out there? What do you do for a living, Caters? What do you do? What what do you? How do you get your money? Real estate. Real estate. Um, I am a real estate agent. Yeah. Well, but before that, I was really into uh, communications. I studied communications. Okay. And, you know, I tried to get into the you know the media world, but I think I kind of got into it a little too late. And I, I kind of wanted to do more, you know, the on-camera thing. Uh -huh. uh, but unfortunately, 
I think I was too old. I think I was too old. I think the wrinkles were showing. The oh, hair was falling yeah. Off. You had the radio face. I just, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have, I have a radio face. Exactly. So I got into sports radio for a little bit there. But nice. it's just, it's a challenging career, man. Like, there's there's a lot of, um, what's it called? There's a lot of uh, people that want to do this. And yeah, you, know, you don't have a good name. You don't have a big following. Like, you ain't getting anywhere. Yeah, uh, there, there's no money in it, problems. even if you do, you know, there's no money in it. Like even like the the dudes that do the fantasy footballers thing, they I bet you that they don't make that much money. Like after the whole thing is said and done and you pay for all the expenses that are involved in that sort of thing like those. I don't think they're making a yeah. lot of money. I mean, I think you get to a certain level like I, down where you are with Dan Lebetard and they're able to do that what they do. You know, that's a different level. Right. But when you're talking about oh, like that's what I'm talking about, right? Local sports guys, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. making any money on that sort of thing. But so you yeah, were, so I I crossed over to the real estate side, yeah, and you know that's that's my primary job. But I got a couple side hustles on the side. I do property management as well. I have some um, investors that have some apartments and houses and stuff yeah. like that. I take care of them. I take care of it for them when they're not around and. Uh, I also do some court reporting. Cool. So I got I'm like a notary and I do some court reporting on the side there. It's a pretty cool gig. You got about 50 to 75 bucks an hour. So you're so doing whatever I'm not doing the real estate thing. I'm doing I, that on the side. I'm hearing the phrase on the side a couple of times here. So it sounds like you're kind of like your own boss, right? And that would probably explain yeah. a lot when it comes to waiver movement, sports book placement activity on so like you are always plugged in and i think that that it makes a lot of sense now when i'm I, i'm learning a lot this year because i'm learning about people like like sax and, and and what she does for a living with with uh with with communications and uh uh interpreting and stuff like that and she's on her own clock and she can do what she wants to do and and you're doing what you want to do throughout the day and aol i didn't even get into it but actually i'm going to run a commercial on this week's show about aol he he does his own eBay store thing and he's got his own, you know, gig. Oh, that's dope. Nuts how much, yeah, man. how many of us are doing our own thing. And I think it lends itself for us to be able to like put even more effort than necessary into a fantasy football league. And I see it every day with you guys. So that makes a lot of sense. So you're doing your own thing. You're doing real estate. You're doing property management. You're doing you you got your notary. I'll probably have to hit you up for some illegal business later about that. So, but where before... <laughs> Before you became a, a real estate agent, what were you doing in communications? Because I think that that had something to do with how you ended up with a farm invitation. Yeah, man. Yeah, I worked with our boy Coheeds. That's what I and, thought. Uh, Coheeds. Yeah, he brought me into it. We worked at a, uh, uh, like I said, uh, we, I wanted to get into media. Mm -hmm. He was actually my first interview. Um, I still remember that interview. I was nervous as hell, man. But, you know, you look at you look at Coheed's face and you could just like, you just know this guy's chill, <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, man, he brought me on board. We were doing something called Studio D. Uh -huh. um, man, one of the greatest jobs, honestly, that I ever had. Huh. Uh, I, and the hours were rough as hell, walking in at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, not getting any sleep. Like, yeah, rough as hell. But, you know, the pay was, eh, the pay was a whole different story. Coheed's can tell you that on the site. Um, but, uh, but it was great, man. Like just the environment. Um, I think he brought me in because we were talking about fantasy football one day and, and he saw that I was really into it. Okay. I think we even set up a fantasy football segment because we always talked about it. Like every 
football season. We would come in and we would talk about, hey, who are you starting this week or who do you got? And he would I, he would show me his matchups. I would show him my matchups. Um, so, yeah, he told me, hey, listen, I, I'm, the league I'm in, they're, they're about to start up a second league. And it's going to be like, you know, whoever wins the, the bottom league can move up to this main league. And I was kind of skeptical because I've never been in such a large league. I, I, I thought to myself, how the hell are 24 people going to pick a team? Like, it just yeah, doesn't make yeah. sense. Until he kind of started, you know, running me through it. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Let me, you know, I'll jump into it. I had been in a league for 15 years wow. prior. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I knew um, I knew a little bit about the game. So I said, oh, jump me in, you know. And now I'm in with, with you clowns. And <laughs> it's fucking great, man. So the, I love it. You, you said guys, you were in a league. You guys have really turned it around. You were in a league for 15 years before that. What Did you leave that or are you still in that league? No, I'm still in it, man, but it's, um, I, I find myself putting more emphasis now here yeah. at the LOL than, you know, on the farm than, than my other league. Cause my other leagues just it, really, I've kind of changed that league based on what we've done here. in this league. <laughs> You've mentioned that yeah, before. Like, so you are the commissioner over there, right? I am. I'm the commissioner in that league, but <sighs> So, so the buddies that I have in there, they're all high school buddies, but they're all off in their own little world. It's, it's basically more of like, we get, we have a reunion with our high school buddies when we do the, when the draft, uh-huh. right. Kind of like what you guys do, but you guys have, you guys have like, you guys have family involved, right. You guys have all your wives. Doing we did. It and, yeah. And, you know, which is great, man, which is awesome. So you guys are like a close knit group. Um, we're more of a, we see each other during the draft. Hey, how's life been? It's great. And then everybody goes their separate ways. Right. But we all play straight. We all set up our lineups and stuff like that, but it's, it's not like this. Like you can feel the camaraderie in this league. You can feel like that family environment and the, the fun and the bullshitting. And so do you and run into, shit here, you know? you've been a commissioner technically longer than I have been a commissioner. So have you run into I mean, you've been a commissioner for a long fucking time. You've been a commissioner for like 20 years. Yeah, but uh, again, man, it's it's nothing compared to what you do. Like <laughs> what you do, there's absolutely no way I can do but it. But like, it, it parallels. I, I know you I know you're talking about, you know, me having my own thing, you know, and being able to do my real estate and this yeah, and that. Yeah. But dude, I know you got a nine to five or you know, or what you do in your IT world, but for you to still come back here and do all this shit that you do for the league with a website uh, I, and a sports book and my real dude, job is actually a fake job. It's not real. It's just a it's a <laughs> sham. I, somehow they still let me take a paycheck. So I have way too much time to dedicate to this. But I'm more interested about your commissionership over there for just another minute. What tell me like Okay, so they don't talk very much, but you've done this for 20 years. What is like the number one thing like when you think back like what was the one incident that happened in that league that you guys always bring up like something has had to have happened that was like a got everybody pissed off or there was a major fight yeah. or there what give me something no 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 i wasn't i didn't get anybody pissed off but one of the guys in our league picked up as his first pick mushin muhammad <laughs> that's a junkie <laughs> like First pick, first round, and he was like the number three pick in the draft, and he picked up Mushin Muhammad, and we we just could not stop. And this to this day, that was like our second year that we are drafting, and to this day, we cannot like have him go one year without 
saying every time he goes up to pickets, Musha Muhammad, Musha Muhammad. Yeah. You know, we, so we had a similar one before you were in the league. We had someone in the in the league uh, called the connectors and the connectors selected Deshaun Jackson in the first round. And this was like, I mean, he's wow. he was never a first round pick like but you always get somebody eventually that's going to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not I'm not going to read any of this stuff. And they, yeah, that's hysterical. But that you know what? If that's as bad as it gets, because we've had some weird shit even in the last like four months here in the LOL. So if that's as bad as it gets, yeah. you've got a rock solid league, and I commend you for keeping them together for so long. Well, I've tried to bring them over to this league. I actually hopefully hope that you do do a third league. Yeah. Because I have two people that are dying to come over here with the I, amount of crap that I talk about this league. I one hundred percent think we're doing Jackhammer. Yes. Right, Jackhammer came to our league, and well, he fucking tore us all a new one, and then he said, top. "I'm yeah. out." He yeah. <laughs> was one of the best people that anyone has ever brought to the LOL. Like that was one of the most powerful invitations anyone has ever handed out. He's, I don't know if he knows yeah. this, but uh, if you're, if you're still in contact with Jack Hammer, you should tell him that he has Jack Hammer Junction right on the Omega map. It's named after him for his amazing I did. performance. I did. Yeah. I showed him, I showed him the map and he lost it. So we play poker every now and then me and him, like we're, we're best of friends, that guy. That's and uh, awesome, I showed him the map and he loved it, man. He loved it. I hope he makes a comeback. So anyways, let's talk about you. And since you have been here in the farm, like I said, you have been here for this is your seventh season. And last week we went over year by year with AOL. And it was cool because it kind of told a story about how he kind of defined himself and then he redefined himself. But then he's regressing back to his original definition. It was this whole story. Your story plays out. A little more simple than AOL's does. Uh, if if you could summarize your farm story, how would you summarize it? Mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, there's that. That that's really what it is. Like I I I start off slow. I end up, you know, creeping up close to the playoff, and then something happens. I think there was one year. That I remember I was I was battling you for a playoff spot. And I think you and I had a game against each other. And in my mind, I thought, all I have to do is beat him and I'm in the playoffs. <laughs> when in all actuality, you were winning by points. So it was just I needed to make sure you needed to make sure I didn't beat you by like 70 oh, points or something like that. Brutal. Brutal. And yeah. And I beat you at that game, and I was the happiest guy in the world until you told me, yeah, it doesn't matter, bro. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. It, it just <laughs> F like, what? FYI to all you newbies, and I'm talking newbies that have been here for two years, you should read the rules. You should read how the standings work. You should read how the playoff qualifications work. Our standings page. Now, this didn't exist back then, so yeah, Fornicators was rightfully... Uh, confused, but now if you go to leagueoflevels.com and click on standings, it shows you everything in the correct order, not the way that CBS does it, yada, yada, yada. But that is brutal, and especially to not yeah. know, and you thought that you actually had won, and then I had, and then you probably thought that it was all fucking rigged, and the commissioner is, you know, up to it no It was good. rigged, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Just like every single year that you end up with the first pick of the draft, same exact rig, yes. right there. Oh, man, you guys let me code it. What's going to happen? I'm going to win. So anyway, yeah, you started in 2017. And in 2017, I don't know if you know this, but that was your best season. That was your best season. 
The good old days. Was it? 2017, you ended up with a record of 15 and 11. You scored just over 2,800 points, and you finished in fourth place. I mean, we were looking at your roster like... That's a big crop. That's a crop right there. That was an amazing <laughs> year for you in hindsight. And at the time, you were probably like, well, what the fuck is fourth place? What am I going to do with fourth place? So the next year yeah. comes, and 2018 is when you define your mediocrity let's say this is when you start your era of mediocrity and you let's just blast right through this multiple years in a row 2018 2019 both years you had 12 wins you finished in seventh 2020 you got 14 wins Uh oh look out still finished in seventh place i mean you see a pattern here then you go to 2021 covid didn't fix anything you got worse you got worse you went down to 10th you only had 12 wins again then in 2022 12 wins again, and you finished in 10th. So you're looking at fourth place in your first year. Amazing work. Then it went 7th, 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 10th, 10th. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I honestly, I know you're the one who sets up the schedule here, man, and I think <laughs> you do this on purpose because there's times where I'm like, man, I go into the, the website and yeah. I, I go into the app and I'm like, who do I play next week? There's nobody showing up here. And then like, a day before, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Wednesday before the week, I get three games show up that, you know, oh, these are all these people. And it's like, I know this guy's doing this on purpose. Like, he knows exactly who to put in front of me. Like, if you look at my schedule right now, I have the second toughest schedule so, yeah. in the league. Yeah. And it has to be because you're doing this on purpose to me. You like, have had. That's bad, why you're my rival. You have had some bad luck this year. <laughs> So, yeah, so going all the way up through the 4th, 7th, 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 10th, 10th. But then this year, right now, if we're just looking at it from uh, from just what we're seeing on the standings page, you are 7 and 9, which is below 500. And it does it is caused directly because of an unlucky schedule, sure. But that all kind of, I feel, washes out in the end because right now you're in 5th place because of the way that the standings work. So you, the aforementioned you know, brutal loss where you thought you had won. It's now currently the opposite because you have a bad record that should actually on CBS. I think you're probably in like eighth or something, but in our system on the LOL website, you are in fifth place because of your breakdown record. You are scoring a decent amount of points right now. So do you feel like you're doing anything different this season than previous seasons? I I just feel like this season the points are just really falling into place. Like I think the, uh, I started off slow or I'm sorry, uh, Allen started mm. off really bad yeah, in the did. season, but I think he's starting to pick it up right now. And that's actually helping me out. Ayuk has become the number one in the Niners this year. So that guy's picking up points like crazy in the PPR for me mm-hmm. and Brees Hall, you know, and it was a question mark whether I wanted, whether I was going to pick him up or not. And, He's really tearing it up now. Like that ACL has gotten tighter and faster and stronger for him. So I, I gotta, I gotta say he's the one that's really been pushing me up there. So let's let, let's you know, you're doing all right. You're definitely playing below where you should be. So I feel like you are going to regress in a positive direction in the next couple of weeks. But let's look at a negative here. Let's look at something that I think here's. Here's where you fucked up. Here's where you could have had an amazing start to your season. All right. So, and you'll have to remind me because I'm looking at a couple of different documents here, but you kept this season Saquon Barkley 
in the first round, correct? Yes. All right. So you I purposely. All right. That's good. Remember that you said that. So you also kept <laughs> Devonta Smith in the eighth round. That's that's a separate thing. That was that was a decent keep. He's like a, a low end number two right now. Not a bad keep, but whatever. Let's focus on Saquon Barkley because you actually kept someone else and then changed it to Saquon. Do you remember who you were going to keep? Uh, I forget. I think it was another wide receiver. It was another running back. I want to say it was it was another running back. It was a running oh. back. Damn, I forget. It, who was, it was a good one. It was okay. So you I we, forget this year for keepers, we used the new Slack tool and everyone got to go put it into the Slack thing. So I went and I looked at the spreadsheet and then you emailed me after that. So you said, please switch out James Cook for Saquon Barkley because you were going to keep mm. James Cook in the That's 11th right. round. You were going to keep him in the 11th yeah. round. That would have mean that would mean that you would have had the fourth overall pick to select someone else. I would have had Bijan, but you would have had someone else. And James Cook. And do you know, right now, James Cook is the 16th best running back, Saquon 23rd. So you could have not only had 10 rounds of value compared to Saquon, but a 50% better running back in terms of just points right now. And you would have had that first overall pick. You would have, you would be well over 500 had that happened, man. Oh man. That hurt me in the heart when I saw that today. I thought this interview was supposed to be a fun thing. I feel like I'm being <laughs> I'm sorry. So let me let me turn. I'll, I'll turn the knife just one more bit with that. I'm going to turn it just a little bit more. Seriously. Booyah! Hey. Booyah! Drafted uh, James Cook in the fourth round. So Booyah invested in him in the fourth round. You passed on him in the eleventh, and you could have had a man. We is killing everybody right now. Huh? He is killing Shit, everybody bro. right now. So I was you looking also, at his roster. His roster is nasty, bro. He has to be an Eagles fan, right? Because he's got like half his roster is Eagles. <laughs> you know what? It's just like AOL has AOL has a bunch of Cowboys on his team. Um, and <laughs> Booyah has a lot of Eagles on his team. But they're both Washington fans. Booyah is a huge Washington fan. So is AOL. <laughs> but they draft everyone else from the NFC East. I don't get it. I don't get it. So you yeah. mentioned you also have Josh Allen. You also have Brees Hall. But what do you think is truly your greatest weakness right now? I I I I think it's my wide receivers. I want to say it's my wide receivers. I love my running backs. I love my Ayuk I, I, is great, but uh, uh, my wide receivers aren't really pulling. I got Nico Collins, who's off and on. Mm. Um, you know, like C.J. Stroud is playing great, but he's not. Like it's just not a consistent with Nico All Collins. Right. And let me let me trade tell. you. You know, let me trade you DeAndre Hopkins. We'll talk after this interview. All right. Yo. Hopkins blew up this past week. So huh? let's talk about you blowing up on the sports book here. I have a secret recording and I'm going to have to play it in its entirety here. Okay. So you just, just be quiet for a second. This is actual recording of fornicators at the sports book. 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 tacos, 55 pies, 55 cokes, 100 tater tots, 100 pizzas, 100 tenders, 100 meatballs, 100 coffees, 55 wings, 55 shakes, 55 pancakes, 55 pasta, 55 peppers, and 155 taters. That's caters every weekend at the sports book. He is literally the fucking... 
sportsbook king. All right, so I'm going to rapid fire go through this. I went and I did a lot of SQL querying today to kind of find out how you perform and what is, what are you best at? What, how is this happening? Why are you, out of all of us, we've got, I don't know, a million ticket slips in the database so far. And how are you the best one? I want to know more. So let's look at this. You have... 234 total ticket slips that have been processed on the sports book. All right. And of wow. those, you have a hundred. <laughs> yeah. You have 111 winners and 123 losers. So that's a 47% win percentage. Now that's just like in terms of yeah. tickets, whether or not they're good or not. So breaking it down more than that, how <laughs> just guess how many schmeckles do you think you have gambled on the sports book? I'm going to put the number at over 80,000. Uh, you're not wrong, but wrong. you're way off. All right, you're way off. You're, you have gambled 746,506 schmeckles. How the hell do I only have 50,000 schmeckles? All right, so look, you've... <laughs> Of those that you've you've gambled three quarters of a million schmeckles and you've been paid out eight hundred and seventeen thousand, so you've made a profit of seventy one thousand schmeckles on the book. So that does sort of start to make sense when you look at it like that. So you've profited seventy thousand. Right. You've also spent a shitload of schmeckles on balls and different things like that. So there's 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 losses there. So you've profited. I think you right. currently sit at about 55,000, somewhere around that. Um, so I wanted to yeah. break it down more than that. Cause I'm like, I don't think we think of caters as a 47% guy. We think of him as like a fucking home run guy. Where is this coming from? So I'm like, obviously NFL, we know him for the NFL bets. 190 of the 234 tickets were NFL tickets. Overwhelmingly you are betting on the NFL games as opposed to the LOL matchups, all right? And in those LOL, or in the NFL tickets, you <laughs> you have 88 winners and 102 losers. So you're actually 46%. Look at that. Okay. So you're, you're a little yeah. bit worse than your overall. You have uh, made only 12,000 Schmeckles profit. That's it. Keep following my picks, guys. Keep following my picks. 12,000 Schmeckles profit. Money. You, I mean, you're you're not losing money. You're profiting money, but that's out of six hundred thousand schmeckles bet. You've made twelve thousand schmeckles on NFL yeah. games. So what I'm what I'm, I'm getting I'm at here? I'm on the positive side. You are, you are. But <laughs> let's talk about the LOL tickets. You've only placed forty four LOL bets. All right, and twenty three were winners. Twenty three and twenty one. So you've got fifty two percent correct. Now. In those bets, you've bet 150,000 schmeckles and you've profited 60,000 schmeckles. That is a huge, huge margin there. Like that's, I, I think it, this isn't just you. This is just like, hey, FYI to anyone who's trying to gamble on the sports book, the number one guy when it comes to gambling on NFL on the sports book is way better at the LOL. All of us are way better at gambling on the LOL matchups. Gamble on those. Gamble on those. So yeah. let's let's get into that's just a little skewed though. I will say that's a little skewed though, only because I think when you first started setting up the sports book and the LOL matchups, I placed like an eighty thousand schmeckle bet on me <laughs> to win, 
And I think I was up already by like 20 points and the system was kind of fraud, like like messed up. And I somehow won the bet. So I want to say that so, was skewed. Okay. So you, I do remember making that bet. So yes, you, uh, spoiler alert. So I've got your biggest bets here. And your biggest overall bet is what you just mentioned. And I'll get into that in a second. But your biggest NFL win, let's talk about that first. So your biggest NFL win actually was a Super Bowl bet. Do you remember this? Uh, I don't. This is the, <laughs> the mind of an, an impressive gambler never remembers any of his wins. This was the 2020-2021 Super Bowl. You actually had the guts to take Tom Brady and the Bucks, who were heavy underdogs against the Chiefs, and you laid down 16,000 schmeckles, and you made 38,000 wow. on that. They were plus, you, you took the money line on that. They were plus 135 money line. And you, you just. You never bet against the GOAT, man. 31 to 9 was the final <laughs> score of that game. It wasn't even fucking close. All right. So let's talk about the opposite. Yeah. Your biggest overall loss, your biggest overall loss was actually in the 2022 2023 conference finals. 49ers at the Eagles. 49ers, big underdogs, but you took the money line plus 140. So big, you put down 25,000 schmeckles on that. Do you remember how that one played out? Yeah, man. That, that was that when Purdy lost his arm. <laughs> That's a junkie. Oh, yes. You did not uh, fare uh, very well. Zero schmeckles paid out. And then the aforementioned largest bet you ever had was, surprisingly enough, an LOL bet 2021 week five. In the next level cup, you gambled on yourself against Blitzed, and you had a you were a favorite, minus 130 money line. So you were a favorite. You put down fifty thousand schmeckles <laughs> and you were paid out eighty-eight thousand four hundred and sixty-one. Eighty-eight thousand yeah, quarters. That's the, the yeah. splash. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah, it, it, that one was skewed. Like I I honestly saw that. Play and I was like, how how is this that this is still available out here? Like, fuck it. I, I think at that point I had thirty thousand smuggles, and I said, fuck it. I'm just gonna put it all on this because this <laughs> is a guaranteed win. Like, there's no way I'm gonna lose this. I was up by like I think like eighteen or nineteen points at that point, and I think uh, I think they had like one player left, and it might have been their defense or something like that. I was like, this is mine. Like, yeah. Yeah, all in. that's another all in tip right too. If the other player is only player left is a defense, you could bet against that projection every time because they every time you're gonna get a win on that defense. But anyways, we're we are way behind here, so we're gonna jump right into the first and fifteen. So let's slop them up. Let's slop them up. All right. <laughs> Question one. All right, these are weird. All right, but you just gotta roll with it. Question one: Rank the cardinal directions. From best to worst. The what? Rank the card. <laughs> North, south, east, and west are the cardinal directions. Rank them oh, in order bad, of best to worst. Uh, all right. So I'm going to go west, east, hmm. north, and south. Oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't think so. That's a chunky. That is a chunky. You can't go north before south. Oh, my God. You live in the south. You put the south at the end? Bro. Oh, man. Yeah, but listen, man. 
throw me up into those mountains, man, and let me go hiking up on that. And bro, I love, I love the mountains and what are you doing? The snow and put me up there, man. Why are you down yeah, there? I'm in the wrong spot. I, I listen, you know. Oh my you God. end up growing up somewhere, and you end up staying there, and you just kind of like hibernate. So know? sad. But yeah, I love. Listen, West Coast. I love it. Oregon, California. Take me up there all day long. All right. Next question. I was actually born in New York. New, okay, so. so you've been everywhere. There you go. All right, all around the world. Next question: If you had to bet, a lot of these are gambling related. If you had to bet on a mascot battle royale. Which NFL mascot are you putting all your schmeckles on? Wow, oh, man. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'll take one for the home team. I'll go with, with, with TD. Miami's TD. Miami's TD. Is that what they call the, the dolphin? The dolphin. Yeah, TD. Wrong. Wrong. How the how are you gonna have a dolphin win any sort of bet? You just take it out of the water. I mean, what the you can't win anything. Next question. Yo, dolphins beat up sharks. <laughs> There's no sharks in the NFL. All right, next question. You're stranded on a deserted island, and you can only have one type of cuisine for the rest of your life. Would you rather survive on avocado toast or Cuban sandwiches? Cuban sandwiches. Oh yes. All day long, Cuban sandwiches. Oh my God, I can't believe the no people. I, you know, this is a kind. Of, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing San Francisco and Miami. There, avocado toast and sourdough bread over there. It's boring as shit. Miami, yeah, key, that, key that. lime pie down there, probably blazing fire, blazing fire. All right. No, there's, there's something down here called croqueta preparada that you've never had a sandwich until you've had a croqueta preparada. All right, I want that. I want one of those. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next question. This is a blind resume question. I want you to pick the better quarterback, okay? Player A, 40,000 passing yards, 273 passing touchdowns. Player B, 60,000 passing yards, 420 passing touchdowns. Player A? Oh, you know what? I am going to... You that is Joe Montana. He has less numbers than Dan go. Marino, and I did not mention the Super Bowls, and you still sussed it out. You took the smaller numbers because you knew. There you go. You fucking knew. All right. There you go. Next question. Go. If you could steal any player other than Christian McCaffrey to upgrade your current starting lineup, who would it be? Oh. Uh Travis Kelsey. All right. That you know what? He's a fucking he's good. He's too good. That guy's a beast. That guy's a touchdown machine. PPR oh. machine. All right. This is another East Coast, West Coast question. Select the superior Monday night football kickoff time. 5.15 p.m. or 8.15 p.m.? 5.15 p.m. Ooh. You know what? I don't think so. I, I think it, I think oh. it's 8.15 there. I do. I do. I would rather prefer... The early kick times on Sunday, that would be fun. But I mean, I'm still I'm still cooking dinner at 515. I might I might still be at karate class with my kids at 515. Like I'm gonna miss a lot at 515. That's not cool, man. Negative points for San Francisco. Yeah, but I, I work from home and I have high school children, so <laughs> fair enough. All right. 
Next question, question seven. Last weekend, Philadelphia visited Washington for an NFC East showdown that officially put the commanders into full-on tank mode. What was the total combined score between the two teams? 69. Oh, we got one. We finally got one. Oh, my God. Hold on. Oh, my God. We got one. The 69. He got it. Oh, my God. Holy sh... You know what? I really thought I was going to have you on that one. Damn yeah, it. Man, you're not going to get the fornicator on that. Next That's on que- me, bro. <laughs> Next <laughs> question. Rick Ross or Rob Schneider? Rick Ross. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. Rob Schneider, famous man born in San Francisco. I thought that that should not have made the list. Would you Google famous people from San Francisco? Rob Schneider, top of the list. That's it's not a good list. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> You're a gambling man. Who is going to win the Super Bowl this year? 49ers. All right. I was setting you up there. I was I mean, setting you up there. No, no. Niners. Next question. But I will say this. Okay. It could be Niners Dolphins. It could be. That Ooh. might happen. Ooh. That might happen. What if it was, Is it, are you worried if it's going to be like Niners Seahawks in the conference championship? Would that be rough for you? No, 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 no. They, they, they can't. They can't match up with us. Are you kidding me? All right. No. Seahawks suck, bro. I think I feel like so you got, got a little DK quiet. Metcalf? Did you get a little quieter so your wife wouldn't hear you say that? No. <laughs> yeah, right. She knows what's up. Next no, question. She knows what's up. She knows what's up. <laughs> Which team won Super Bowl 16? Super Bowl 16. Don't don't Google this. No, I'm not. I'm, not. I'm gonna say Niners. My man, you got it. You're starting there to get what I'm doing here. All right. <laughs> Next question. How many Super Bowls have the 49ers won? Five. You already I you said that at the top. I knew you knew that. All right. How many Super Bowls have the 49ers won in the last 28 years? Ooh, 28 years. All right, hold on. So I'm 43. <laughs> um I'm gonna say four. <laughs> the answer is zero oh. we're looking for zero the last super bowl was 1995 96 oh, 95 95 super bowl was played that was game. more than 26 years ago yeah it oh, was shit. yeah, yeah we're getting old. old as shit man we are Holy getting so old shit. so old dude all right so anyways next question right. i'm sorry i just had to twist the knife a little bit more so let's <laughs> let's get back to what what makes you tick and what makes you happy who is hotter Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay? Uh, 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 this doesn't make me gay, but I got to say McVay. What? <laughs> I, I think Shanahan, I don't know. He's He's got a better tan. I feel like McVay's hair looks no. fake at times. Like Shanahan is like taller. I don't know. Like it. I'll tell you what, Shanahan can wear those hats, bro. Like, like I, I wish I had that guy's head, bro. He because can. the hats that he wears, every single one he puts on, fucking looks fire on What's him, up bro. with that? And then I go find it at Lids, and it just doesn't <laughs> look the same. And it's like, what the hell, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say, his hat game is on point. Next question, question 14, the penultimate question. So I've asked a similar question to a lot of other people recently, and I've gotten some interesting answers. You are a member of the Omega level, correct? 
Yes, I am. All right. You are Battle Jack's retreat. That's who Fornicator's coaches. That's the franchise that he is in charge of. I want you to name all 10 Omega franchises. All 10. Let's see. All right. All right. So we got Lockshore. Yeah. Um, Schmeckelstone. That's it. Two. Nexalia. Three. Uh, well, Battle Jack's Retreat. Four. Toxic Hollow. Five. Um, Level Plains. Six. Hold on. Hammerhold. Seven. Which is somebody that I was going to fight this week, but I was told I couldn't do it. Yeah, sorry. Um, boss, boss fire, boss beer. Yeah. Eight. Illuminatus. Nine. Fuck. And I think this last one. Higher veil. There it is. Higher veil. There it is. He got all 10. <laughs> I didn't. Th- you know what? I was worried. I'm counting them out in my head. And I'm like, I don't have this written down. What if I forget? I don't know. I don't know. You did it. You got all 10. Amazing. All right. There you go. Final question. We there all have to go. be serious about the final question. Don't, don't fuck around. All right. Take this seriously. Final question. If you had the chance to win the farm outright, take home the little ham and waltz into the same level, but you had every wager you'd ever place in the future on the sports book would be cursed to fail. Would you wish to stay in the farm and continue gambling, or would you give it up completely to join and compete for the hammer? Oof. I'd give it up. I'd give it up. I, I need I need my shot at the hammer. There it is. You totally got the first out on that. You got to go for the hammer. Plus, it gets you into the Omega level again. Freebie right there. All right. All right. We're going to keep it moving quick here. Spread, spread, total. Everybody knows the rules. And just to update everybody, I'll let you know. The last two weeks, I haven't given you an update. Saxon the City, we drew. So that was a draw. Uh, I did not lose there. I was still undefeated. But then last week, God damn it. That was not a good week for me. That's a chunky. AOL decided to destroy me by just barely doing good himself, and I had a horrible week, so that was my first loss. So I'm looking at three, one, and two, and I'm up against Fornicators this week, who is literally pick God, and I have to give him the floor first. You go ahead, Fornicators. Give me your number one spread pick. All right. The one that jumped out at me the quickest that I think is a money bet is the Colts at minus two and a half. Ooh, yeah. And... They are going up against the Panthers. The Panthers. That yeah. was the my Panthers backup one. That was yeah. The Panthers won last week, but you know it was against Houston. It was off of field goal. Field goals don't exist. Yeah, right. That's what you said. Kickers aren't real. Your kickers don't exist. Kickers aren't real. So yeah, Colts minus two and a half over the Panthers. I think that's a money bet, right? I'm with you, man. Jonathan Taylor is back. They're giving him the ball more and more every week. Uh, Lockshore is very thankful for that. Also, Minshew season is fucking working. That's working. So I'll take that. Yeah, man. That's a good pick. All right. My number one spread pick. I'm going to go back 
a, you know, against another team. And this isn't a team I've bet against very many times recently, but I'm going to take the Falcons minus four and a half against the Vikings because Kirk Cousins died last week, basically. Justin Jefferson isn't back yet. They're in shambles. The game is in Minnesota, but I don't think it matters. Plus, we've got Taylor Heineke now starting for Atlanta, Bijan City. It's going to be a great day for the Falcons minus four and a half. I'm taking that. Give me your next spread pick, my man. I like it. All right, next one is the Ravens at minus five and a half. Yeah. Guess who they're playing? The Seahawks, right? And they're, it's, a, it's a long way to go for the Seahawks. Fuck the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, go Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, the Ravens, Ravens. They're, they're picking it up I think Lamar Jackson is on fire right now. Yeah. yeah. He's on fire right now. Gus Edwards, I think, has his role going too. And uh, Zay Flowers, man, what a rookie. Like, that guy's going to be awesome in this league man fast fuck i did consider that yeah yeah no no, no. ravens i think i think they're gonna be a dominant team in the afc now going forward i was a little bit worried about the five and a half points because uh, to your wife's credit the seahawks are pretty good this year i think that the the kenneth walker (laughs) is great geno smith is pretty fucking good and and tyler lockett is constantly making plays and yeah dk metcalf is hit or miss but they're uh, those, good. Yeah, that guy's horrible, bro. DK is a he's he's a decoy. That's what DK stands for. Decoy. <laughs> all right, my That's next spread is. pick. I am going to go back to my lifelong favorite team. Um, previously the Rams plus three. They're getting points. The at the Packers. I think the Packers are dog shit. I think a lot of other people also think the Rams are dog shit, and I get that. I do. Uh, but I do think that uh, Puka Nakua and um, uh, Cooper Cup are going to start really lighting it up. Um, and I think the Rams are going to win this easily at the Packers. I think the Packers are a joke right now. Um, and that's nobody's fault, but their own. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Puka has been a, a light there for, for the Rams, man. I mean, unfortunately he has pick six Stafford throwing to him. So it's, yeah. he can, he has to catch whatever goes his way or else it's going the other way. That's a hundred percent true. That is a hundred percent true. So give me your, your final total pick your over under pick. Uh, it's gotta be an over. It's got to be an over, and I think this game is going to be a hell of a shootout. Bills Bengals oh, yeah. this week. I hope you're right. Oh my God, bro! Josh Allen and Burrow and Chase and yeah. Stefan Diggs. Holy shit! That game's going to be fun. I say sixty points in that game easily. Really? Okay. I mean, yeah, I take your word for yeah. it on that. I I considered it. I think what yeah. what is the over under on that? Because it's like forty nine. Um, I saw it and I mean, even if it's in the forties, I think it's low. That should be somewhere in the high fifties, honestly. Like, uh, let me see if I can find it. Here we go. It's, uh, well, there you go. 49 and a half. I thought so. Yeah. So that, that's tough, but I'll, you know what? That's probably not a bad pick. If it ends up 27, 24 or something like that, I could totally see it happening. I'm going to go on my pick. I'm going to take the Colts and the Panthers again. I took You took the Colts minus two and a half. I wanted to take the Colts minus two and a half. I'm going to take the Colts and the Panthers under 44 and a half, under 44 and a half. I don't yeah. think the Panthers are going to score that many points. I think the Colts might, but uh, I don't think that they're going to uh, combine for that many points. So I'm going to take under 44 and a half. And that is your spread spread total for the week. I think... I'm probably going to catch another L this week. I do. And I'm confident in my picks, <laughs> but I'm up against a goat. No, you got good picks. I'm up against picks. fornicators. We're going to, we're going to have to see how this plays out, but man, I thank you for spending the time with me this week. I've learned a lot about you. You're a real estate agent. Thanks for having me. You're a property manager. Yeah. 
you know, I if I decide to buy some more property, would you be my my property manager for that and take care of my absolutely tenant? man? Right. My license is all of Florida, and I know you're up in Orlando, so I was actually gonna buy property in Orlando earlier this year, but oh shit, kind of went south on me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I was I was gonna buy something up there though. Me and my wife were thinking about it, but eh, we'll see what happens. You should future. totally, you should totally come hang out. We would love that. I'd love <laughs> to see you, man. And thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Uh, and and no nah, man, I appreciate you having me on, and 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 this league is by far tops, and, and I'm thankful to be in it, and I hope I can get up there to to not the farm. What's the other place? The SLF, whatever. I What's love that you don't know the name. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> let, let me get up there. Let me just hold that hammer, bro. And just you know, that's what I want to do, man. Oh, as a matter of fact. Can somebody shoot out a picture of Little Ham? Because I know I voted for that shit as part of the Illuminatus last year, and and I, I we paid for it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, does it even exist? Big TV. Does it even exist? Because th- nobody's ever taken a picture of it and said, "Hey, look, I got the trophy." Well, yeah, I sent the money over to to Saks, so somebody paid for something. I'm pretty sure Big TDs have. Let's get some pictures up. Let's get some uh, and make make them look yeah, good. Man. Good I, lighting. I see the hammer all over London, and yeah. I see the hammer like in different bars and pubs, and and I don't see Little Ham anywhere. Little Ham. I want to. I want to see Little Ham right on the middle of a charcuterie board. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> well, anyways, caters. Yo, thank you so much. Me, I appreciate it so much i wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season except for when you're playing against me and i hope you are never relegated into the third level but man thank you for joining us i appreciate it man you got it man appreciate you having me later man later so we're at the lions game the lions wait like the animal from the circus where they were playing a game I'm just trying to understand here. I was talking about the football team. Everyone knows what he's talking about. My mistake. And we're back. Wow, what an interview. Fornicators coming through with the fire. King of the sports book. Although I didn't do the metrics on literally anyone else. So he might not be. I don't know. But in our hearts, he's like the Jackie battle of the sports book, right? In our hearts, he was the greatest and is the greatest. That was awesome. Had a lot of fun with him. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. That was awesome. Uh, I feel like that's kind of like the theme so far. The first few episodes, I feel like I was just getting my footing here. But now I kind of know what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to learn about each of you. And, uh, and it's kind of working. I feel like it is. It's kind of working. I, and, and I'm going to use these things to my advantage when I try and sweet talk you in the future to give me a trade. I'm going to say, oh, Coquito or whatever he was talking about. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to just, you know, I'm, I'm going to sprinkle them in there and, and then we'll have this connection and then you'll trade with me whatever I want. You can have DeAndre Hopkins. I said already you have them. fucking Titans. And I, you know what? Speaking of the Titans, I'm tired of the Titans wearing these Oilers jerseys. That's not cool. Like, I get it. The franchise moved from Houston to Tennessee. But if anyone should be wearing the Oilers jerseys, it should be the Texans. No? I don't know. That's just It seems wrong. It seems wrong to me. 
So I don't want to get into any of the NFL news this week. It's all kind of boring because there hasn't really been any updates on Taylor Swift, except that I did hear that uh, Kelsey is spending too much money and people close to him are worried. Man, same level. People say that about me all the time. Spending too much. I get it, though. All right. So before we get to the voicemails, I know that's why everyone listens this far. You know, it's that's this is the reason why Publix puts the milk in the back left corner of the grocery store. You got to get through all the processed shit that I make the most money on till you can get to the stuff in the back. And that's the voicemails. Before we get there, I'm going to say it one more time. I said it at the top. The LOL Holiday Gal is going to be a ball, literally. All right. And you're going to want to be there and anyone can come. But when you do show up, you're going to have a little bit of FOMO if you don't participate in this Secret Santa thing. I'm telling you, it's going to be funny because all of you are funny and it's going to be fun. Like, I don't think it's going to be a boring, you know, grandma knit me a sweater type of thing. I think it's going to be a fun event that have fun gifts and we're going to laugh and have some drinks. And I believe there's a Monday night football game that we can watch together. It's going to be a nice holiday thing. So how can you participate? So easy. So easy, bro. Like all you have to do is email me. It's it's like literally the easiest thing in the world. All you have to do is email me. I'll get the email. I'll look at the email and I'll say, congratulations, you're part of the gang. All right. So you guys do that this weekend. Email me. Join me in the Secret Santa if you haven't already. All right. There's an email out there. I'll probably bump it tomorrow when you guys get this episode. So just RSVP. About $35 per gift. Pretty simple. December 18th is the holiday gala. That's a Monday. Like I said, Monday night football is going on. Very easy, I feel like. Everyone should be available, I assume. You don't have a party on a Monday night then. Um, But yeah, it was awesome. Um, An awesome idea. Also, uh, get ready for the Cup Elite Eight starting this week. Um, We also have just a, a few more weeks of qualifications for the second major. So uh, you're going to get an update next week on that on the show. Um, and you'll see that in the probably on Tuesday. You'll see that on the website. We're going to have the qualifications for for the second major. And it's basically just the three weeks after the major that just happened. So if you've been on a roll recently, high decibels, people like that, you're going to be in major two for sure. For sure. All right. Voicemails. That's why you guys came here. So let's get into them. I appreciate you guys coming through in the clutch on a Thursday Leaving me some voicemails. All right. First message. Who is it? Oh, that's a big, this, this, uh, it's got a lot of numbers in this phone number. It must be, uh, you know who. Yeah. What's up? It's proper football. Having a pint with smoking Jay Cutler's. Oh, well, that guy. Send his regards. Uh, mm. I just uh, got drunk and bet 10,000 snacks. I'll be <laughs> AOL. Uh, <laughs> he's a massive underdog. Uh, so if I lose, it'll be very embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so here we are, uh, sitting second in the overall <laughs> ranking, Bullshit. beating 22 Americans uh, at their own game. Is that how it's worked? Australia. And yeah, complete luck. Uh, lowest points against, fourth lowest points for. And yet, here I am. The cat that got the cream. You like bitches. I I don't get that last part. The Catholic got the... Cr- All right. Listen, at least he's admitting it. 
And at least he's staying loud. Proud of you, proper. But I mean, you are winning. If you were 5-11, and 11, I hope that you would still be leaving the same voicemails. Keep that same energy. But he's right. It is the luck rate. I feel like we're all coming around to this theory of luck rate and how it really is the truth. It's the arbiter of truth. And when you're sitting there with a plus 47% luck rate for like four weeks in a row, I mean, the numbers don't lie. Ball don't lie. Love you, man. Next message. Hey, Biz. This is Jack Battle, formerly known as Jackie Battle. Huh. It's been a while, and I wanted to call into the podcast and update my biggest fans in the LFFL of what I've been up to. As you know, I had a mediocre at best NFL career. Mm-hmm. Well, I there finishing with 326 carries and zero fumbles. <laughs> That's the fourth highest amount of carries without a fumble in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Take that, haters. <laughs> Since I retired, I went through some changes. And as you may have noticed, I'm identifying as a woman. Oh, God. Which leads me to a big announcement. Okay. I'll be playing this year in the X League, formerly known as the Lingerie League. I'll be running over hoes and thoughts. So get excited, bitches, because mm-hmm. that'll be back. And I came out this words delicious. I'm sorry I wasn't able to respond to your request to sit in on your draft this year, mm-hmm. but I'm available for other appearances and media requests. <laughs> Best of luck on the rest of your season, and be on the lookout for Jacqueline Battle in the X League. Come to a fairground near you. Now you know battles updates, and knowing is half the battle. I'm having a dickens of a time getting that copyrighted for some reason. Anyway, toodles, bitches. Oh, God. I'll give you guys uh, half a guess as to who that was. I mean, (laughs) it is an androgynous name, right? Jackie? Remember that SNL bit back in the day? It's Pat. They did a whole movie about that. Can you imagine? They did a whole fucking movie about that, about It's Pat. I still remember watching it as a kid and just being confused. Like, I don't know. And I remember someone busts in on him while he's taking a piss and he's just pouring orange juice into the toilet. That's what 90s comedy was. That was 90s comedy. The neighbors were bursting into the bathroom because they wanted to know if he was a man or a woman, if they were a man or a woman. And he was just pouring orange juice into the toilet. I mean, I... <laughs> it is pretty funny. Next voicemail. What up, dorks? High decibels here. I called my shot last week. Told you I was going to go 2-0 and I, I did. did. I did. Again, smoking blunts and his butt buddy danger crazy. Get your <laughs> ass out of here. <laughs> And this week, good luck to my wife, Big TDs, all the best. Aww. But I'm going to go 2-0 and again. <laughs> Fuck the Bills. God. Decibels out. Mm. Always with the Bills. Oh, there it is. Sorry, I talked over your fart. It's The Bills hate is just, I don't know, man. I feel like that Bills hate is going to come back to bite some of you guys. It is. I mean, it, this weekend, everybody's talking it up, right? Bills, Bengals, the DeMar Hamlin. It's going to happen again. I don't know. I just, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry, Damar. And it's not going to happen again. But that should be a great game. And I feel like if the if the Bills show up, it's going to be tough to keep saying fuck the Bills. It is going to be tough. 
there. I mean, Josh Allen is 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 coming along. That's what Caters was just talking about. I don't know, man. Careful with the fuck the bills. Careful with that. Next voicemail. Hey, buddy, this is Joe Pesci. Long time <laughs> listener, first time call. Oh. I wanted to talk about Danger Crazy DC and questionable roster decisions so far this season. Let's. It's like the piece of shit has never played fantasy football before. Oh. It's a miracle he has even won seven games so far. You could have it be John Robinson in the first round, but you really shit the bet on that one. <laughs> Remember when he drafted Patrick Mahomes like an idiot and then ran his mouth about his plan for you from his trade bait? Mm-hmm. In my circles, we call that a wreck. <laughs> you're like cheese you piece of shit I bet this clown would draft the kicker in the second round if he could yeah I have to see this trade with Blitz I should offer him Mac Jones and a ham sandwich for Josh Allen <laughs> you should rename your team Danger Crazy ED because your roster never rises to the occasion oh come on and another thing every time I bet Schmeck's on you I lose <laughs> you are lucky that I like you but don't you fuck me you motherfucker you and one last thing Fuck the bill. What? I will cut your balls off, Gabriel. <laughs> what? That's a that's an escalation. That's a quick escalation. Dude, cut his balls off. That was definitely smoking bloods. I'm a detective today. Investigative journalism. That's that was definitely smoking bloods. He 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 called himself out when he said he was gambling schmeckles on Danger Crazy. He's the only one that would do that. Who else would do that? I didn't even know Danger Crazy was still logging in. He's 0-5 in Omega, and the motherfucker has had, like, three buys. Three buys. Zero wins, man. You got to get to fourth on wins in Omega, and he's just sitting on his laurels. Some of you that are FOMO about Omega, which I know everyone is just wishing they were in Omega. They love it so much. You guys are probably mad. Danger crazy. Don't give a fuck. He's just up there like, yeah, whatever, wiping his ass on things, doesn't care about Nexalia, the legacy, danger crazy. And you know what? Careful with the Bills thing. Even Joe Pesci, careful with the Bills thing. All right, last message. Oh, snap. Wrong number. Oh, what? I thought I was calling the NPR hotline. <laughs> I was going to make a pledge and uh, see if I can get my hands on some of those sweet NPR Socks. <laughs> it's your boy Coheed. Two and O this week. That's right. Took down your boy Buddy Danger. <sighs> yeah. Completed the blockchain. Yeah. Got my Schmeckles. Schmeckle account is looking nice. Give me some this week. Probably not so good for Coheed's. Ah, <laughs> oh, got CMC and Jameer Gibbs on by, but hoping to pull off at least one victory. It's going to be all right, though, because I'm now currently sitting second in the farm. Yeah, moving on up the rankings. Saw that uh, Booyah got taken out this week. I like that. Very good for the rest of us in the uh, in the farm league. Fucking A. All right. I, uh, I got to go. Jeopardy is about to come on. <laughs> and uh, you know your boy Coheed is smart. S-M-R-T. Bye. <laughs> what a crock. Coheed's always big crop. always coming with a big crop of voicemail. Excellent work, my friend. That was that was a great voicemail segment. You guys coming with it, coming with it. I, we need the others to get in here. I want to hear from like who do I want to hear from? Hmm. If I could, I'd love to hear from Big Ballers and Shreddy Four Fingers. I'd love to hear a, an excuse from Shreddy. I would love to hear some. 
trash talking from big ballers. I would love to hear. And you know what? I'm only concerned with farm. I don't really care. Same level. You guys, you guys, whatever. I'm so tired of you guys. Pompous. But anyways, this week, wrapping it up. Don't forget, hit me up about the gala. Shoot me an email. Very easy. Don't forget to leave a voicemail for next week. You can do that whenever, man. There's literally no hours on my answering machine. I just got to change the tape. 407-900-5305. That's 407-900-5305. The bones are the money. So are the schmeckles. So get your money up. Get on the sports book. Place a little bet. Don't worry about it, all right? It's just a little bet. That way you can get those bones up for next year and you can buy yourself some balls. The bones are the balls. All right. So this week we were talking about if you're sure about that, right? If you're on top, are you sure about that? You think you're going to stay there? You sure about that? That's where you're going to be? I don't know. If you're on the bottom, you think you're already done? You're already checking out? You got 12 matchups left. You sure about that? Hmm? You sure about that? I don't know. I don't think that you should just give up this easily six weeks to go. I don't know. But I do know one thing about going, and it is what we have to do right now. I got to get out of here, man. Fornicators have me for a minute. I love it. That was so much fun. I appreciate those talks. I do. But are you sure about that? Don't give up on your season. I'm mostly talking to you guys at the bottom. Don't give up on your season. You're not done yet. You got 12 matchups to go. You could literally run the table, win a major, get a spot in Omega, and make the playoffs. Sure about that? Hell yeah. And you on the top. Don't start picking up defenses for week 15 because you think the matchups are right. That is not what you should be doing right now. You should be focused on what is right in front of you, and that is week nine. It is not the playoffs yet. You got to be sure. And I don't think many of you are sure. So keep your head on straight, little ones. Always question yourself. Don't quit, man. If you think you're about to quit, just ask yourself. Are you sure about that? Alright, you know what? This was dumb. Dump it. Trash it. This was garbage.